Hi, I'm Dr. Alicia Armistead. Welcome to Healing Arts Podcast, Live Well, Eat Well, Be Well. And today we're going to talk about the reasons why one would get high blood pressure. It's not what you think. Many times, high blood pressure can actually be managed through lifestyle and nutrition changes, and medication can be avoided. So if you're on the edge of getting high blood pressure, and the doctor's talking to you about medication, this is definitely the podcast for you to listen to. Or maybe you have high blood pressure or somebody you love has high blood pressure and they've been on medication, whether it's six months, six years, feels like a lifetime, these lifestyle changes still can make a difference so that you don't have to constantly depend on high medication. Over time, the body can heal and the high blood pressure medication can be lowered or I've even seen people actually not need it anymore at all. Also, patients tend to have high blood pressure, go on medication to three different types of high blood pressure medication, and yet the body cannot regulate it, even with a medication. And so these healthy lifestyle changes could also be for situations like that. And another example of a health concern that gets diagnosed that can be managed through lifestyle and nutrition changes would be type 2 diabetes, and that has to do with high blood sugar. The same can be done with high blood pressure. You first need to learn why someone would start having high blood pressure. I mean, literally, what goes wrong with the body to start reacting with that type of high blood pressure? It can be four things. Over the years, I've narrowed it down, and it can be four things or a combination of these four things. Toxic blood, a need for heart support, a need to actually drink more water, and better stress management. So let's go through these four things, and I can explain to you how you can take back control of your health and your blood pressure. The cause of toxic blood is toxins. You guessed it. So what toxins are we talking about? Well, in our office, we use muscle testing to assess the body for toxins, and we look for any type of heavy metals, any type of heavy chemicals, but also foods that your body's having trouble breaking down can be toxic, and immune challenges, viruses, parasites, fungus can be toxic to the body as well. Heavy metals that we look for could be amalgams or the metal in your mouth, mercury, silver fillings, gold fillings. It could also be mercury that you're getting from contaminated fish. So high quality fish is really important. It could be the aluminum foil that you're using It could in the kitchen. It could be your deodorant contains aluminum. Any type of suntan lotion or makeup might have titanium. Plastic is an issue. It's not a heavy metal, but it is a heavy chemical. It can interfere with blood pressure big time. It also interferes with infertility big time. And yet we use plastic water bottles, plastic forks, knives, Ziploc bags all the time. So when I talk about lifestyle changes, these are the things I'm talking about. Also, heavy chemicals could be your cleaning supplies. If there's any chlorine in any of them, chlorine is a toxin that we have to detox constantly from patients. 
And food could be anything. We're not just talking about white refined sugar, coffee, white bread. It could be eggs, beans, lentils. You know, you think you're eating healthy. You're purposely forcing yourself to drink that lentil soup. And actually, lentils could be part of the problem. Lentils contain something in it called lectins. Uh, Lectins was figured out by Dr. Gundry, if you guys have ever heard of him. And so if you have any lentils or beans, you would want to pressure cook them. If you have any questions about pressure cooking, definitely please email me and contact me. I can go through all of that in a different podcast. Any toxins in the body, whether it's heavy metals, heavy chemicals, immune challenges, or the food can actually create leaky gut because the toxins are so irritating to the lining of the intestines that the lining literally erodes and becomes porous and toxins can go through and escape the gut through these holes. And so a lot of my patients, no matter what their complaint is, it could be headaches, it could be high blood pressure, It could be chest pain, and the underlying root cause actually is leaky gut. And so by default, I do a lot of gut repairing and healing in the office. Besides causing high blood pressure, leaky gut can lead to thyroid conditions, fatigue, joint pain, skin issues like rosacea, acne, besides your digestive issues. And leaky gut actually is one main reason for unexplained weight gain. And then if left unrepaired and leaky gut just continues and continues, then you got the more intense stuff, depression, anxiety, your headaches now are migraines, muscle pain and chronic fatigue, not just tiredness. Now you have chronic fatigue, digestive bloating now becomes IBS or inflammatory bowel disease, skin, you know, a little bit of rosacea now turns into full blown flare ups of eczema that type of stuff we really want to be able to prevent. Preventative medicine is extremely important in the office and something I highly believe in. So when patients come to us, our goal is to attack and heal the root cause, support the body with the right nutrition. And then there's that phase maintenance phase and people come in a few times a year, whatever's needed to maintain the health that they've gotten. Trust me, once you're healed, you don't want to go backwards. And so the four steps of actually healing leaky gut is to detox, remove foods and other factors that are damaging the gut, replace with healing foods, and then you would actually repair with the right specific nutrition, whether you have the healing foods, but now you need specific supplements. And then the last part, which is so exciting when we finally get to it, is to rebalance with a probiotic. And a lot of people are aware of probiotics and putting the good bacteria back into their body, and they don't know about the other three steps. And so they'll just go and they'll grab a probiotic. The question is, is the probiotic the right probiotic for your body? There's so many different types of bacteria strains. And secondly, is the body in that fourth step of rebalancing with a probiotic? Can they actually use it? So if you're one of those people who have read about probiotics on all the great health benefits and you've tried it and it makes you feel worse or you get bloated from it, the body isn't ready to rebalance with probiotics. You got to do the other steps first, remove the foods and factors that damage the gut to begin with, and then do the healing foods and then do the healing supplements. 
And so that's what we do in our office that is so important. So if a probiotic didn't work for you, now you know why. And the second reason why someone would have high blood pressure is because they're literally need to dilute their blood. They're not drinking enough water and that water needs to go in and take the pressure off the cardiovascular system. Besides water is natural detoxifying agent, which is also one of the most simplest blood purifiers. You know, you drink your water and it flushes out toxins from the body and helps keeps the organs functioning properly. Did you know that in general, a third of our population is actually not getting enough water, but actually even worse, studies show that a third of our population is actually in chronic dehydration. And this simply comes down to a lack of awareness. And to overcome the issue, just make sure you're drinking regularly. I do suggest people drink two to three liters of water a day. That would be 64 to 96 ounces of water. And this improves blood pressure by helping to dilute the blood. Water aids the flow of minerals and vitamins also and helps push the toxins out through urination and your sweat. To give your water an extra purifying boost, if you're gonna actually start watching how much water you're drinking and you're like, okay, I'm on this, is you want to drink alkaline water. Alkaline water is water with a high pH. The pH is a scale zero to 14 to show you how acidic or alkaline something is. Low pH is acidic, high pH is alkaline. Water is generally supposed to be a pH of seven, right in the middle, not too alkaline, not too acidic. Our saliva actually should have the same pH as water. And there's pH strips you can buy to test your saliva, but everyone does it incorrectly. And you can buy the pH strips online or at a drugstore and you put it in your mouth, you suck on the piece of paper and then it comes up with a color. But to get the right reading, you need to do it at least two hours after eating. Otherwise, the food actually is what you're picking up on and not your actual saliva pH. Acidic substances, anything below 7.0 to 0. pH of vinegar, we know to be acidic, is 3. Lemon juice has a pH of around 2. Battery acid is around pH of 1, just to give you guys an idea. And then alkaline substances go up to 7 to 14. Baking soda has a pH of 8 and 9. Green leafy vegetables are alkaline, and they range anywhere from a pH of 8 to 12. And our saliva should be about 7. We also have a fluid in our body called lymphatic fluid, which should be more than 7 so that it's alkaline. The more acidic our body is, the slower our lymph will flow through the body. And unfortunately, our bodies tend to actually run acidic, so healing the body is what can we do to be alkaline, and that's why we need to make sure we have more greens in our diet, we drink alkaline water. You could also start each morning off with a Healing Arts apple cider vinegar tonic. I'll leave the recipe in a link in the description, and it has baking soda in it in order to become more alkaline, despite its name of having the vinegar in the tonic as well. The pH of blood is an indication of acidity or alkalinity in the body, and it's important in order to have good health to have a normal pH. 
In general, the normal blood pH of a healthy person should be 7.35 to 7.45. It's a very narrow range. The body does not mess around with this and does everything to keep regulating the blood pH to stay in that narrow range. Blood pH depends on carbon dioxide. It also depends on electrolyte balances. So if you're in my office and we've talked about electrolytes, whether we're getting it from Himalayan salts or electrolyte packages or trace mineral drops, now you know why we're talking about it. Your pH depends on it. The two main organs that regulate blood pH in the body are actually the lungs and the kidneys. I know, nobody talks about this stuff, but it's important for you to understand your lungs and your kidneys are very helpful in regulating blood pH. The lungs are the organ that helps exchange and remove the carbon dioxide. The brain regulates the breathing, so the brain and the lungs maintain the blood pH by regulating the speed and intensity of breathing. And then the kidneys help maintain pH through the excretion, the removal of the excess acid, or if you are too alkaline and there is such a thing, then the kidneys help also remove the bases, the things that are too alkaline in the body. So our body maintains pH through respiration, excretion, and other metabolic activities. Any change in blood pH, whether it's too alkaline or too acidic, is due to the lungs and the kidneys not doing their job. So sometimes what we'll do is what lung support are we missing or what kidney support are we missing? And this is really important. Normal pH of blood is so vital for normal body functioning. You know, we're talking more than just high blood pressure, but if the pH of the blood is off and you're either too acidic or too alkaline, you will affect the lungs and the kidneys, which can turn into diabetes, Uh, infection, heart, lung, or kidney disease. That's why the body does so much to stay in that normal pH window. And with the right nutrition and lifestyle, the body can reach a homeostasis pH level without having to struggle for it. The average person, unfortunately, is too acidic either due to their diet, lifestyle, or their stress, or a combination of all three. So an easy way to balance your pH is to drink alkaline water And there's wonderful machines that actually make alkaline water. Essentia is bottled water that's alkaline, but it does come in plastic, which you know I don't like. And actually, the most cost-effective way to drink alkaline water without buying a machine is alkaline drops called Alkalife. I'll leave a link for them in the description as well if you guys are interested, and you can buy them at the office too. Actually, even if you have an alkaline machine, these drops are the best way to travel and still get your alkaline water. Because electrolytes help balance pH, we can do alkaline water, but we can also do electrolyte packets or a homeopathic remedy in the office called rehydration. Even better is to get muscle tested to see what your body likes, because we could also use the trace mineral drops from concentrate or cell salts to help with balancing pH as well. High blood pressure is because there's literally too much pressure on the circulation system. If the high blood pressure is due to stress, then you're putting too much pressure on yourself, or maybe you feel like there's too much pressure coming at you from the outside world. Stress plays a huge part in high blood pressure. Cortisol is the primary stress hormone that, when it's released, not only increases blood pressure, but also increases your heart rate, 
increases blood sugar, enhances your brain's use of glucose, and increases availability of cells to repair tissue. If stress continues for too long and the body can't keep up with making the cortisol that the stressed body is asking for, inflammation will occur and high blood pressure will continue. Studies have shown that increases in long-term cortisol levels create a breakdown of lymphatic vessels, which you don't want, because lymphatic vessels carry lymph fluid that, if not pumping well, can increase the body's water retention, which can lead to even more pressure on the circulatory system. So one way to help with high blood pressure is actually to do lymphatic drainage therapy by a licensed massage therapist, which we have one at our wellness center. The amount of sessions recommended depends on how high your blood pressure is and whether or not you're taking medication. Stress management is needed also to help with and prevent high blood pressure. Even if you're already on medication and your blood pressure is managed, I highly suggest better stress management to help lower your medication or get off medication altogether. Managing stress is often very overlooked on a person's healing journey. There are so many ways to lower stress that I usually just ask a patient to pick one and incorporate it daily. A little bit every day is actually the important piece to manage the body's stress response, even when you don't think you're stressed. Do it actually before the stress hits for the day so that when the stress does hit, your body can handle it better. Stress management can include exercising, journaling, talking to a good friend, a therapist, I don't even care who you talk to. Mindfulness, visualizations, meditation is a good one. Research has shown that meditation actually reduces inflammation and mindfulness modulates the cortisol response to stressful situations. Mindfulness, actually, if you haven't heard of it, is a set of skills such as observing and describing and acting with awareness and accepting without judgment. An easy example is how many of us actually eat a meal with mindfulness? How many of us are actually aware of how many times we chew or what's literally on our fork? No, we're usually talking and being distracted or we're on our phone or we're reading the news. And so what if we actually just sat and were mindful about our eating? There are even studies which show that mindfulness changes gene expression which is blows my mind. I first read about it with Bruce Lipton's book called Biology of Belief, where your thoughts do have an effect on what genes our cells produce. So we have this genetic code, but our cells don't always express all of the genes. And their expression of the genes does depend on the environment of the cells. And we do change the environment of our cells based on our thinking. It blew my mind and I fell in love with the whole concept and I learned a technique called Psyche to figure out ways in which we can change our thinking. Not the conscious thinking, but like what's stuck in our subconscious when we get stuck in our own ways and we know we shouldn't be doing this, but we're doing it anyways. It's like that self-sabotage. And so the technique Psyche has really, really helped hundreds of my patients. It's like that missing tool when you know you're in your own way. And actually, one of the easiest things that you can do when stress hits to actually change the physical reaction in your body is to take three deep breaths. 
in that moment of stress, you can just feel it in your body. Like you don't have any control over it. Like the body has a mind of its own, but you feel your palm sweat. You feel your heart race and you feel the pressure in your head. You feel like you can't really think straight. In that moment, take three deep breaths or depending on the stress level, you might want to take 10 deep breaths. The stress response in your body will be weakened because breaths turn on the parasympathetic nervous system which is the part of the nervous system that is in charge of rest and digest. And when you turn on the parasympathetic nervous system, you will turn down the sympathetic nervous system, which is what you're feeling. That's the fight or flight mode. And so with breathing, you can get the body out of that fight or flight mode. Also to help with high blood pressure, I've developed a circulation drink that can help your high blood pressure. The circulation drink has cayenne in it. Adding cayenne to your diet will help promote blood circulation due to its active ingredient called capsaicin. Capsaicin has been found to balance blood flow as well as strengthen arteries and capillaries. You can try consuming it in various dishes or in this particular medicinal drink. If you don't like cayenne, you can leave it out of this drink, but I do suggest one and a half teaspoons of cayenne pepper powder, two tablespoons of organic apple cider vinegar, one tablespoon blackstrap molasses in a cup of water, or it could be more water if you want it more diluted. Drinking the mixture twice a day will help your high blood pressure. Pregnant women, however, should avoid cayenne, and apple cider vinegar is in the drink to help circulation by preventing vein stagnation and leg cramps due to its anti-inflammatory effects. Blackstrap molasses is used for its mineral content to lower blood pressure, Blackstrap molasses actually has potassium in it, which lessens the effect of sodium, and we know sodium is a huge contributor to hypertension. Thus, blackstrap molasses is beneficial for people suffering from high blood pressure. Also, the magnesium and calcium in blackstrap molasses helps reduce both systolic and diastolic blood pressure. If you are on high blood pressure medication and your blood pressure still isn't regulated, then definitely try the circulation drink. Teas that can help with high blood pressure are, believe it or not, black tea, one of my favorite teas, butterfly pea tea, cat's claw tea, fennel tea, hibiscus, raspberry leaf tea, and roboice can actually all help lower high blood pressure if you want to add those into your daily diet. And if you are already on high blood pressure medication, you can try these lifestyle changes to lower your blood pressure naturally and also lower your medication. I have seen many people no longer need their high blood pressure medication after implementing these lifestyle changes and are on a good nutrition program for three months or more. The first sign that you actually need to lower your blood pressure medication is if you're starting to get dizzy. That's actually because the blood pressure is now too low and you can now start lowering the blood pressure medication, you'd go talk to your doctor because it has to be done in steps to slowly titrate your body to get off of it in a healthy way. I hope these tips help.